0: the future of music. the future of the future of music the future of music the future, of music. The future of music the future of music podcast, podcast. podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> little more than ticklin this, this, uh, this is the name the of this episode
0: week. little more than ticklin <laughs> with Jordan ruenis <laughs> The future, of music. the future of music, the future of music, the future of music, the future of music,
1: the future of music podcast. Hey there. Howdy y'all is it's the future of music podcast. We're here and this We're is where figured. we show you how to survive and thrive <laughs> in the future of music. Uh, you are looking brightly colored my what did my mouth just do i just like rolled my r with my lip instead of the tongue that's interesting but you're looking dashing uh i am ryan withrow one of the hosts here i am joined by none other than jonathan boyd (laughs) and boy i see see boyd boy uh, i'm excited about today Not because I'm completely obsessed with one of the people we're going to be talking about. Uh, Actually, because I'm completely obsessed with one of the people we're going to be talking about today. But nobody knows what we're going to be talking about, John. So what the heck is today all about? What are we diving into?
0: Yeah, so we're going to actually bring two things that are really interesting that I think a lot of people kind of wonder about. We're going to bring these two things together. One of them is some of the stuff that we've already all, uh, already talked about regarding predictions, making music accessible, virtual instruments, things like that, which is also, it's going to be really cool on its own. But I think we all wonder about those guys up on stage, You know, our, favor- our favorite players, our favorite artists, what do they do? What do they actually like? What do they do in their own time? What are they interested in? Like, how do they go about their gear and their setup and, and all that kind of stuff? And we're going to dive into some of that as it relates to virtual instruments, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Good.
1: I'm glad you're excited, and everybody else should be excited to click like, subscribe, and the alert, so they're reminded of every single episode that we do. And we have because we've done. I think this is number forty. Is this it? is like the big four. we are over the hill. Uh, is Almost. What? Kind of. Kind of. We're on the to, hill. We're on close it. close to forty-one. Yeah, kind of close to my actual age at this point, which is scary. But anyway, uh, what we're going to talk about today is something that I'm a I'm a little bit of a fan boy, so to speak. On I don't know if you you know that I like dream theater at all. I don't know if this is something that's ever been discussed that I don't know. I like dream theater somewhat or, you know, and I'm showing photos for those of you not watching of me. With the miscellaneous members uh, of Dream Theater, that is my shirt saying "My Biceps Love Petrucci." Uh, that's that's what that is, and then you know Petrucci and I uh, flexing as well on stage here. Uh, and I think you probably know that I'm I'm slightly obsessed with John Petrucci, obviously because the guitar, right? But for those of you that don't know Dream Theater, uh, it's like just a packed house of the most incredible musicians. Technically speaking, uh, that I, I could ever put in the ears when I'm working out and enjoying my day. One of those being Jordan Rudis. And Jordan is the keyboardist because that's right. I listen to modern metal and proggy music that needs keyboards. But I'm into it, so it's good. Uh, But Jordan Rudis is just like a shred master himself on the keyboard. I'm going to show you all, and and for those of you listening, what I'm talking about when I say Jordan Rudis is just this incredible, incredible keyboard player. Let's take a listen of what Jordan can do on them, them tickling the ivories. Isn't that what they say? I, I don't know. Is it even ivory if it's a keyboard? I don't know. I have no idea, but let's take a look. there you go uh that is jordan and uh petrucci obviously playing a little bit but the fact that uh he can just like effortlessly glide across a a keyboard in that way is just stellar That's, and i've a little more than
0: a <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> little more than tickling this, this uh, this the name of this episode.
0: little more than tickling <laughs> with jordan rudis <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so good. That sounds like a lawsuit. Uh, but in any event, uh, yeah, I mean, it, just phenomenal musician. Phenomenal. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite things uh, I do and, you know, I do is I go do these meet and greets and I'm able to meet all of these guys. And I've met Jordan a few times, the first of which was horribly embarrassing. I remember being in Pittsburgh and we were at a coffee shop, my wife and I waiting for the concert to start. And I saw Jordan and James the singer walk by the Starbucks and I was like I got to go. I didn't even say goodbye to my wife. I just like ran out. I was like I got to go talk to them. And I like hounded them down. I ran up to them and I hadn't prepared anything to say. So I was like, "Hey guys." And they turned around with their Starbucks and I was just like, "Starbucks, huh?" That's all I got. That's all I had. Uh, And I I got an awkward (laughs) selfie with him. And I continued on my way. Uh, And that was it. But one of those guys was Jordan Rudis. And the reason we're talking about Jordan is I've been following his journey for obviously a very long time. And he not only is, is just this phenomenal keyboard player and piano player, but in terms of technology, Uh, Music technology, visual technology, AI, AI generation, everything that we discuss and do, he is just right at the forefront of all of it. He's always creating new instruments. He's always tinkering with like new physical instruments and actually building some new variations of keyboards. But even further, we were just talking, he just started picking up guitar like, I don't know, a year ago, and he's just phenomenal. uh, And I'm jealous. But when you see him play live, You'll notice that he has a few other things going on. And one of those is an actual iPad. That's it. It's just an iPad. It's a tablet where he's accessing certain instruments in the iPad itself and using it in part of his production, whether it's on albums or live. And I've always wondered, like, what is that? Like, what is the actual application that he's using? It's his. So we've discovered that Jordan Rudis founded this company called Wisdom Music. And with Wisdom Music, they have a bunch of different applications that you can use for instrumentation. But the big one is GeoShred. So I know that you probably haven't dabbled into GeoShred a bit, but the idea is this tablet application that is easily manipulated, has a bunch of different variables, but is intended to give a keyboardist the ability to sound like a guitar player. So let's check out GeoShred real quick, and then let's kind of dive in from there. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So for those not watching, it's just him sitting in a chair in the middle of the stage with an iPad open, playing along with that backing track and those chords. And of course, you could see his hands just like going crazy. because He's manipulating a bunch of stuff. There's a whammy uh, in there as well. There's pitch shifting, there's octave movements, there's all of these controls, but it's all done just from a simple app on the iPad. And I don't know about you, but when I listen to that, if I didn't see him, playing visually i would be thinking that it's a full stack keyboard uh 88 keys just going crazy but it's just again him in like a banquet chair (laughs) on stage just playing with a simple app uh and i know you and i talk a lot about you know virtual reality and mixed reality instruments and all of these crazy things but i wanted to bring us back to almost blending this idea of gear but also more physical stuff that is still out there growing in popularity and advancing in technology but it's a lot more accessible I, you know we're not showing somebody something that they have to spend $3500 on Apple Vision Pro to go test out it's mm-hmm. just an app on something they more than likely already have a tablet but what are your first thoughts John what wh- how you feeling about some geo shred
0: well first of all i'm really glad you recognized it was a banquet chair so you must be well read on your chair styles but anyway no i mean Legitimately, hopefully, Jordan, hopefully you can see this at some point. We would absolutely love to have you on the show. That is absolutely incredible. In fact, it's interesting, you know, the, as we've done this podcast, uh, you and I have ta- had many conversations about different things, you know kind of like virtual instruments and things like that. But I myself have been thinking for years about some of these concepts, and it's really crazy to see how we come on this podcast and somebody's actually doing it. And this is one of the things that I've been thinking about for many years the ability to really play music, uh, legitimately play professional sounding music with, you know, something other than a traditional instrument, like a guitar, drums, keyboard or whatever, in a way that's really accessible. And that's what I think. Well, I, I can't say that he's specifically designing it to be accessible for other people, but for himself, absolutely. It is. I saw the little interface that he has and it, it looks pretty intuitive if you know a little bit about music and I, I honestly, I think I might actually prefer to play something like that than an actual guitar, because let's say you're playing a real guitar. A real guitar has strings, frets. You know, there's a different setup. The, the, the way that your guitar is set up changes your, uh, how you play the feel of the neck, the, the type of wood that, that it is, the sound, it all affects how you express yourself. And to me, all those things just get in the way like there's just so many things that get in the way to singing the music that you have in your soul. And that's what he was doing there just Mm -hmm. in a modern way. So to me, this is amazing and super intriguing because this is what we've been talking about. And I've been thinking about for many, many years. And we have people who are actually doing it. In this case, somebody very famous who's doing it. I am very, very good at it. Um, So I would love to, I mean, those are my first impressions, but Moving beyond that, I would love to dive into this more, you know, talk to Jordan, figure out how can we play with these things? How can we, you know, help develop something else that's more accessible for other people? Um, I'm thrilled by it. It's amazing. And I I think, you know, in my
1: deep diving too, it's, this kind of stuff is great, especially coming from somebody like Jordan, who is, I'll just say it like just way above the norm in terms of ability uh, musically and whether he likes it or not he has deemed that uh but for me when i watched all of these videos about this specific app geoshred and again we'll, we'll put the link in the actual description because it, it, it's just it's on ios so feel free um but when you start to hear him talk about the science behind everything and the actual tools in there you can be a fairly new player and utilize this and really have a great time because he's already considered things like making sure that anywhere you touch on a screen if you want to have it be it's a diatonic note which for those of mm-hmm. you that don't know it just means it's a note it that fits in the in the key it sounds good in the key uh and you could turn that off so you could do chromatics and everything but if i'm brand new and the most i know is that i have you know maybe an e minor backing track i can go and be like e minor notes just give me all of those and anywhere I touch it fits and I could just play and I could start to test out the gestures. And that's the other thing. We often talk about this idea of colors, shapes, gestures. When you see him play this. And if you're not watching the video again, you should, you should go back and see, because watching him go through this is just as interesting as hearing it because of all of the hand gestures that are happening for certain effects and certain pitch changes and all of the uh, modifications that are going on in the actual instrumentation just by some simple hand gestures. that once you get down once, what do you know? You, you can make it sound like you have like a dive bomb whammy bar or something. Um, it's pretty cool. And Jordan actually founded Wisdom Music. Uh, the quote is to build next generation expressive virtual instruments. The flagship app is GeoShred, which is what we're talking about. And it gives you unprecedented control of the most powerful guitar physical model ever developed, featuring a sound engine that has culminated over 30 years of research and development. Um, And I love this. The tagline of his company is that with our apps, you have the power to make music that comes alive with expression. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. That's that's what we love. Yeah. And I mean, before I throw back to you with the question... What I think we both can agree with, it's so wonderful to see somebody at a high status uh, like Jordan Rudis coming back down to this accessibility again, coming back yeah. down to, you know, we just need to express ourselves. Like exactly. If I if shred on the keyboard in 15, 16, uh, you know, all day and some odd time signatures. If all I want to do in the day is play four notes, but make it sound good and express myself, like I should be able to do that, and that should exactly. be easy for us to do. So I think that this is one of the most amazing things that I've seen because typically we see a lot of these companies go out and they build stuff, but guess what? They're not really professional musicians most of the time. Great point. So we typically see stuff not used as as much. No, no, little adoption, so to speak. And it's because they're not in it. They're not in the thick of it. They don't remember that journey and process of being a musician. So for me, that's the two things that really make me excited about something like this is one, you have somebody at such a high status coming back and making it accessible to anybody. You don't have to be as good as he is. And he he kind of really pushes that and doesn't want you to have to be. And then also you have somebody with that status being the person actually founding a company uh, to create this stuff so that it is musical. It does make sense for people that are playing. It does make sense heavily. So, you know, with that, let's talk about uh, a couple things. One, let's talk about where we think this is in the coming years. Do we see this still being used on something like tablets and phones? Do we see it kind of transcending into the world of mixed reality and VR and AR? Uh, and I'll just start there. Well, What do you think the next five years to 10 years of this kind of application and instrument is?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I'm actually going to back up a little bit first because if you remember the very first versions of apps that were like a piano or some kind of sound generator or something like that, it's all kind of a uh, hokey, as some people might say. That's it's kind of like um like a toy. You know, it's not really a thing that you can really make real music out of. I mean technically you can, but you have to really know what you're doing and it's just it's just not conducive to uh really being able to express yourself and really being able to uh, be musically expressive but this how i see it in the present and in the future this is number 1 i think it's a breakthrough in the virtual music uh, virtual instrument category because it is an accessible form of a virtual instrument that literally allows you to be, I mean, you heard him play. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It allows you to legitimately play at a very, very high level, uh, very you know musically expressively. And I think what's going to happen in the near future is that it's already happening. But what I think is going to continue to happen is that there are going to be other companies that develop uh, similar apps, that focus on the accessibility part of it, they're all going to be a little bit different, right? Some might be better for this. Others might be better for that. Um, One might compete on the sound engine. Another might compete on, well, it's for kids, you know, something like that. But they're all in the same category. But what I think is going to happen, just like we, um, all information technology over the years has changed media, meaning it has changed mediums. So now, I mean, previously you would, you know, write somebody a letter on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope and send it through the mail. Well, then we invented email, right? You just write the words on a screen and it goes through who knows where. It doesn't go anywhere probably. And then it just winds up in somebody's <laughs> inbox.
1: It goes it's over just, your head like a broken up. Exactly. Alarm, like Willy Wonka. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think if you listen at night, late at night, you can hear them. But anyway, <laughs> the, the email highway, that's a good album name right there. So, <laughs> um, so it's it's just a different medium where we go from virtual instruments that are on accessible vehicles or accessible devices as a better word phones tablets etc which billions of people have at this point um we go from that to basically taking the same functionality and then go to when vr glasses become bigger and more accessible to more people uh, of course they're going to go to vr you know ar headsets vr ar headsets but that's a different story i don't think that's going to be as as uh, adopted in terms of volume as simple glasses will be but instead of you know doing this on a screen what i'm getting at is when it goes to the ar vr uh, realm you will be basically doing the same thing but just in space rather than on a screen
1: yeah i i agree with that and i think there's also this other factor that comes into play um, and why i think things like this will continue to be successful even through the growth of ar vr Uh, And that is the physical touch and sensation. I feel like one of the reasons I really resonate with this is because I still play a physical instrument. Mm -hmm. Um, But for those of us that in the future don't do that and we start to embrace the VR, AR and kind of like zero instrument physically, once we start embracing that, I don't think there's that desire for physical touch for those specific people. But there will always be people playing physical instruments, I feel. I I don't think it's going to be something that vanishes, of course. But for me, I think that the reason this is successful and it will continue to be successful is because it was designed by somebody that learned, obviously, through physical touch and understands how to use the hands for proper musical expression. So that just kind of goes, hey, look at it, hand in hand. Oh, uh, it just goes hand in hand with it. So being able to use that physical touch and contact, uh, contact and being able to express yourself with it using vibrato the same way you would on a guitar fretboard uh, yep. as well. I think that there's an element to that. So it's for that reason. I think things like this will remain. They'll continue to be successful. But I would also say that you'll see more than likely somebody like Jordan Rudis, coming out with a variation of this in something like vr and ar that gives the same uh, result as well but it's still very impressive again for those of you that didn't watch it's just maybe what would you say all all seven notes of a scale maybe three octaves going up on this little pad and you've got the whammy you've got vibrato you've got pitch shift you've got octaves You've got gestures in the hand that's actually touching the physical part of the notes and it changes everything, but it's still so simple. There's yep. still so much stuff in there, but it's still simple in, in its presentation. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I guess, I guess I'll toss it back to you. That's just kind of where my brain goes. Being somebody that plays the physical instrument, I'll always have that desire for physical touch in certain
0: situations. Sure. Well, actually I'm going to take this a completely different direction than you might Let's expect. So I'm, I'm a, I've am a I'm grew up playing sports and I play a lot of tennis now. And in fact, it's probably more a part of my life uh, in terms of wanting to get better at it than it ever has been. I'm not going to be a pro. I'm not going to go on tour or anything like that. But for some reason, I'm just driven to want to do it and get better at it because it's a form of expression. Mm-hmm. The way that you hit the ball, and of course, right now I'm talking about tennis, but this applies to any sports. The way that you hit the ball, the way that it feels, the way your stroke is, the, the process of dialing it in, the process of dialing in your strategy. Where are you on the court? How do you set up the point? Like chess, it's a form of expression. And when I, the reason I bring this up is because you mentioned that if people came from a physical instrument like we did, you know, maybe it's this. It feels the same, or maybe they will want to have a desire to play something else that's physical, maybe a physical virtual instrument which kind of sounds contradictory, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, they might want to play something physical, you know, with, with physical sensations, et cetera. And that may be true. I think there's some, probably some bleed over from that. It's what you're used to. But the reason I bring up the sports thing is because I'm going to go to personality. Some people like to express themselves through physical movement. So people mm-hmm. who are really like sports, dancing, things like that. Um, I would say on a spectrum, you have Other people who are more intellectually focused, maybe they like to sit and read and they like to think, and their stimulation comes from just whatever's in their mind, right? I'm generalizing and I'm painting two extremes, but I think that a part of who prefers what in terms of physical instrument versus non physical instrument is going to come down to their personality as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I, I really agree. And when I say, just for those not watching me do the hand gestures, when I say, physical instruments in this aspect. I mean, you're touching a screen, all right? You're making contact with a screen. It's a virtual instrument still, okay? Uh, so don't don't write me about that or anything. But in any event, I, I agree. And I think that, I don't know, man. I, I think that this just adds to our conversations that we've had over the past months and months about really advancing technology, not just in headsets, But Mm -hmm. making things more accessible, making technology fun. And again, like I mentioned last week, I think when I get a new guitar, I'm inspired to play more. Yeah. But when I get a new guitar, it's, you know, what, 500, 1,000, 1,500 bucks uh, to get a new guitar. This stuff is much cheaper, much easier to just open up and be like, let me see if anything creative comes out and gives me excitement. And like, I could start to record something or I could get into it anything that allows us to be in a more creative space and get the energy needed and remove the fatigue of like the same old is Mm -hmm. really the benefit. And I think that this is without a doubt, something very similar to that. Now I could just sit down and I can start to have a chord progression in the background not have to worry about coordinating all the hands on the guitar and i could start to think of melody lines and i could start to just play around and not screw up on the the tuning of the guitar once right uh so you don't have to worry about it which is really ideal so what i want everybody to do is obviously go check it out so i i put the links in the description uh jordan i am going to reach out to you so you're going to watch this at some point i'm sorry and not <laughs> sorry at the same time uh because this is just the beginning um, of jordan's stuff this is he has man so many different apps i mean moises we we've had a conversation yeah. on moises he's a big part of that organization as well nice. um He's really big into that AI generation stuff too, music as well as uh visual and it's really cool to see somebody from like dream theater, right? <laughs> it's like this esteemed uh, we we're, we're incredible musicians. Um, going into this world of just let's play around with all the new technology that exists because it's really exciting and really fun. So uh, I think it's definitely a good fit. So I will reach out to him. But in the meantime, everybody click on the links below in the description. And John, I, I'm going to download this. I've got the iPad oh, yeah. charging
0: out there. I'm, I'm not working on sorry. You. I'm going to play some GeoShred. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's still work, I think, right? Uh, technically speaking, this is what we do this. So I think, uh, you know, that it qualifies. You can cancel all your meetings, uh, all of your dinners and everything. It's okay. It's no big deal. But, John, as always, I appreciate you being here, man. And we hope you all enjoy diving into GeoShred and everything wisdom music in the links below. And, as always, we appreciate you all for being here. And thank you for listening, as always, to the Future of Music podcast.